Check, check. All right, we're good? Think so? Yep, there we go. All right, cool. I live on 10. What's up, folks? Welcome back to the AO Podcast. <laughs> I believe this is episode number 37. I'm in yeah. Brooklyn. I'm with Trav. Say what's up, Trav. What up, y'all? What's good? It's been a long, long time. Yeah, man. So, literally, we just uh, decided to set some mics up and talk shit for a couple of minutes. And Yeah. Let's just talk about some random things to start off, and then we'll kind of update everybody uh, as far as what's going on. But this is the AO Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Play, SoundCloud. About to be on TuneIn in I'm, a second. I'm sorry. Like, real quick, you know what's the funniest shit right now? To, to watch you, like, you're doing this like you're about to start rapping. Like, Everything which, looks like I wish I wish everybody could see <laughs> how serious he looks right now. Like he's like <laughs> his whole joint is like completely like just like yo, he's in the zone right now. Like I'm <laughs> okay. Er- right. Eriting content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apple Podcast, Google Play, SoundCloud. We're about to be on tune in. Make sure you follow Trav at Travis BTP. Bang bang. Hello. That's IG and Twitter, by the way. And I saw yes yeah, so on Instagram, I saw on Twitter. I saw Black Panther uh, yesterday, and I changed my Instagram and Twitter probably for the last <laughs> Yo, time. For the last, A-O the it's Ao the King. <laughs> Yo, I saw that. I saw that shit, and I, I didn't. I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah. I was just like, oh, like. Okay, he just he just like feeling himself right nah, now. Nah, Wakanda forever. Nah, I think, yo, I saw that joint on Thursday night, and it was fucking phenomenal. Like I had like I couldn't believe that I was watching a Marvel movie that was not not saying like I love Marvel movies, right, right, right. But like Where'd that you go was, to see it. I went on uh, to Battery Park right. in Lower Manhattan. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was just the whole vibe. Like first of all, the amount of kente cloth that I was just around in that in that spot yo was like i heard insane. today i was listening uh to a couple radio shows about either the breakfast club or ebro one of the two this morning and i heard somebody they were talking about um it, at one of the showings they stopped the movie because somebody got up started singing a black national anthem stop and then lying. played the movie yeah you know what's crazy about that like this is mad random though we tested this out on tour okay so Keys oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. This telling, yeah, so Keys and I, um, shout out to Keys if he's listening to this. But um, we were talking about the Black National Anthem, and obviously for us, it's just something that was kind of embedded in our lives. Right, you, you know, know what it. I mean? Yeah, you just know it. Like you kind of like you don't think about it because you just it's just something that happened and you learned it and then that was it. But you don't think like later on in life when you sing it again, like how many people know that song and then how many people don't know that song right, right, right. so like all the black people that were on tour as <laughs> soon as we started singing it everybody was like to start it and literally everybody that wasn't black was just like yo what is that did you is this your song yeah well, like for real it's like <laughs> yeah. how do you guys just know this song it's like yeah. I, you just start if you say lift every voice and sing like people just know yeah, and it's like weird rush. man but that's what black panther is gonna do yeah the same kind of effect where it's just like we were saying it earlier like i feel like the phrase you have you seen Black Panther is gonna be like the black man's nod, right? Like right he's right. gonna be like, yeah, you saw Black Panther, right? What kind of forever? Yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. and it's cool, man. Like, <laughs> there's so many. Like, they really did their homework as far as like the uh, the costumes that they were wearing and the different, just the the ceremonial things. A lot of that, or most of that, if not all of it, came from them doing their research on like legit African yeah. tribes and countries and like things that they do. I don't know. And it's yeah. cool because like it helps to just communication in general, just to kind of bridge the gap from people that do know these things versus mm-hmm. who don't. I learned a lot just yeah. reading, you know, after I got back to the house about 
where these things came from. I mean, I found out about Ruth E. Carter after I saw the movie. And for those that don't know who Ruth E. Carter is, I implore you right now to go look at that woman's work. She has done costume design for every, almost every classic black you know, inspired movie that was out from Malcolm X in the back in the day, obviously Black Panther, we're talking about now, Selma, a bunch of cool stuff. And she, her whole background is based in going to Africa, watching people, watching the way they dress, how they react, and creating these things that, like, withstand the test of time. Like, it's, it's really dope, man. And, and it, you need movies like that that make people want to go back and research. And make people want to go back and learn things. Yep. You know what I mean? Because I know there was a big issue for a long time about, you know, these types of movies always being like, you know, you don't pay attention to it unless it's like a slave movie. Or you don't pay attention to it. Or it's not it's not Oscar worthy unless it's like backed by some horrible thing that we had to triumph over. And, you know, we've had black superheroes in the past. We've had Blank Man. We've had, uh, um, what was the one that... Uh, Blade was one. Blade. We've and, had... uh, matter of fact, Wesley was trying to do the Black Panther back in the 90s. He's oh, trying really? To, yeah, he's trying to do the Black Panther movie back in the 90s. See? Stan Lee was involved in all that, and it just fell apart. Mm, damn, yeah. that sucks. And then uh, Robert Townsend. I can't forget my homie, man. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, oh, Jesus. Why am I forgetting? This is like quintessential, like, the 90s movie. Yeah, it'll come. It, it'll come. But we've had them. But we haven't had them in a state where everybody is, one, doing well. This is a te technologically advanced right. fake nation. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? And everybody's good. Then they kept their treasure to themselves and now are starting to bring it out for other people to understand. But I also respected it because the antagonist, shout out to Michael B. Jordan. that Killed his role killed, as well. Killed his role. Yep. Everybody on that on that show killed it. Uh, on the movie, killed it. But um, he really found a way of channeling the angst of a lot of Black American youth uh, in these kind of situations. You know, it, it's a quintessential. Your father was taken away from you. You had to live everything that you've known. You know what I mean? Like you've been put in these like horrible circumstances, and you still had to come up. And not every brother gets a chance to be a positive influence you know what i mean especially from having to go through so many things so it to me it was just like man like i felt a lot of those moments of like wow like i couldn't i think that's like my homie that's like my my brothers that's yeah, like we my all cousin. we all know people like that who mm -hmm. you use the term victim of circumstance that's exactly what he was he right. didn't have any control over the way he was brought up or what was done before he was a fully formed adult he was just now put into this situation. And then you decide what you're going to do after that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, we all know plenty, countless people, you know what I'm saying, that are in the exact same situation at yeah. one point or another. And some of them are still there that mm -hmm. now that you're a fully formed adult, what are you going to do with, you know, all of this energy and all this anger and angst and whatever? Like, what direction do you decide to go in? Yeah. And shout outs to Ryan Coogler, man. Like, just f not only being a phenomenal Black director, for sure. Uh, Fruitvale Station, awesome. Creed, awesome. You know what I mean. Black Panther was just like next level shit. Um, but also just being a, a homie from the Bay, that just believes and has a good vision and keeps himself intact and real and honest. You see the letter he uh, he put out. Yeah, I did. I saw yeah. the the yeah. That's what. And that's another reason why, because it's like you know he. I don't know if anybody in that cast really understood the level. 
of uh love and appreciation people would have for it right so just to see how honest and concerned they were about like yeah. every detail like it's important it inspires me to like be very very like serious about it man like it, it's dope yeah i mean i don't know how many of y'all out there haven't seen the movie because they've broken records we're talking 400 400 million million dollars in four days exactly. that is one of the highest grossing marvel movies so far and the, and the, and, the, and the thing is it's only week one yep. you know people are going to be seeing it all week yep you know it's going to hit a billy and this you know people are going back for second and third times just because they want to see it they feel like they want to get more in depth you may have missed something the first time whatever like i'm definitely going to go back to see it i made it a, a point to see it in the theater specifically because like, a you want to be able to talk about it while everybody's talking about it because right. it's relevant yeah um b like i didn't see get out when it first came out i was left out Which of that you conversation were bugging no, but by I've, not seeing that i know but i saw get out three times since oh well, okay. yeah i went and yeah, bought it on google play and did you <laughs> i've seen see, it three I, times. I can't even say that i i, I uh, did that i saw it on tour yeah. uh when it came out we were in tampa right at right. the time and uh I remember there we there was only one old white guy <laughs> in the movie theater and he was sitting to my right and like half the time he just had his hand over his face just like oh my god is that what we act like Yo, it brings those it brings <laughs> those like, conversations nah. up I've told this story before but um I used to I was a waiter back like I was probably uh end of high school beginning of college I had a little wait job uh at a catering hall on the weekends and long story short, I was helping somebody else clean their table up. So I hadn't actually spoken to anybody at this particular table yet. And I'm cleaning stuff up. And, you know, this guy, he's got to be, you know, he's an old white guy. He's probably in the 70s or something like that. He's just sitting there drinking his coffee or his last drink. It was like a middle of the day party. So there really wasn't that much alcohol going on. But right, right. regardless, like he asked me what my name is. And I told him my name was Aaron. He was like, oh, that's an interesting name for a black guy. And like Jeez. it came so like as a knee jerk yeah, like, reaction that yeah, I wasn't like, like, I was, was like yeah I asked like what did you say and he said the same thing again with this, like the same way as if there was nothing wrong with it and it's like and people don't necessarily people don't understand how people can take offense to that right because it's like you don't even have to say these things yeah. like even it's, if it's, you it's, feel it's, that it's, way it's so crazy but like these are the ways that some of these people are brought up it reminds me of uh, Donald Sterling also when they caught <laughs> yeah. him on you know on tape. and that's the thing you can't stop like look. Let's be honest, right? At this point in time, to try and stop racism is one thing. To acknowledge it is another. Right. We have to, before we can stop racism, we have to acknowledge that it exists. And we have to acknowledge every single aggressive, aggressive thing about it. All the microaggressions count as racism. You know what I mean? Like little itty bitty things that you're like, well, I didn't think you would get offended by. Yes, you would get offended by that. <laughs> like, actually, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, like they have the Me Too movement going on. And shout outs to all the women and men yep. standing behind that movement. That shit is incredible. But you have these people that are blowing back from this Me Too movement saying, I didn't think that was a bad thing. Oh, forcing forcing myself on somebody, right, or right, right, you know, right, no, right. that that seemed normal. And it's like, yo, what kind of society are we living in where we're looking at these things and saying, yeah, that's cool. It's really interesting right now. I think like as bad as it seems, it's so necessary. This is like our society purging itself. Oh yeah, like with the with the amount of information that we have now and the amount of the the speed that we can communicate with each other and the fact that literally you can't hide anymore. Everything that people right. have been hiding and kind of burying and keeping in their closet. Everything is coming to light very and, fast. So this is purging 
the, right. the, our entire society. It's going to be interesting to see like where we are in another 10, 15, 20 years as far as like societal norms and different things. Right. But Very that's, interesting. That's the other issue, too. Right. Because I'll be the first to say it and it might not be popular opinion. Right. But I do believe on one side, that's a good thing. On the other side, our whole culture has become so PC that it's like people can't have an opinion while somebody I think it'll get past that. I think it'll get past that. I think like I don't, one, I don't know. I, I, I not, hear you. not I soon. Hear you. I think yeah. it'll get past the fact people are PC now because we're also hitting a lot of uncharted territory. Like nobody knows what to say because right. everybody's getting offended. But everything is also like we're only about ten years into having cell phones in our pocket. Like like yo, like there. for example, right? Going back to Black Panther for a second, mm-hmm. right? Great. Like this was this was a, a commentary that was brought up in I forget the article, but. It was about not showcasing enough LGBTQ people in the movie. Granted, that is definitely like something that should definitely be understood. It's also not about that. Right, it's it's a you have to look at there's there's a I saw that I saw I saw a bigger picture. Yeah, I saw a time where people were like upset just about um, that the movie didn't showcase like historical African things. I'm like, yo, it's for, it's a, from a comic book. It's a comic book. Number one, yeah, and we're, this is, we're not talking about black history here. We're talking about using your imagination to believe the story is true for two hours. Right. Wakanda and, actually doesn't exist. You know what right. I'm saying? And then the, the other side of it too is that like you can't please everybody all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, the, the, and just hear me out. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that it's not a good reason, a reasonable thing. You should highlight every single thing that you could. But goddamn, we just got here, and we're all, you also have to be real <laughs> and authentic. Like that's what you're yeah, giving the people. Exactly. People you don't want to. You don't want to force. And, and that's the t- that's you're perfectly right about that. You don't want to force an idea that people do not understand fully yet, because right. you're gonna be you're gonna feel disrespected. If someone like Ryan Coogler, I'm sure he you know he is a very intelligent brother. If he decided to put something in there and it wasn't represented right, you'd still be offended. Right. You you see what I'm saying? Like it. That's what I mean by like damn this. If you do and you damn. If right. You don't. It's like this. So you might as well. Like I remember, there's a, there's an Ice Cube line from uh, from a West Side Connection. It's like you might as well keep a gangster. We're all, we're all under surveillance. And and you now, might as well. Right. And now that it's brought to our attention, now we can say, you know what? You're right. right. Let's make sure this next time that we don't do that again. The most or important thing forward. is always to speak your truth. Speak your true feelings. Speak like your experience. Just don't lie and don't fabricate. Right. And don't do anything with any negative intent. But yeah, Black Panther movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely yeah, we, should, should go see it. We were talking for like how long about it? That's, that's how important it yeah. is to see. I'm going to go see it again this weekend and I'm bringing my brother-in-law and my sister because it's that important. Yeah, it's a dope movie. I'm definitely going to see it another couple of times and then when it's on demand or when it's available for streaming, yeah. I'm buying it and that'll be that. And I hope that this serves as a uh, foundation for what the future can hold yep. for people in the entertainment industry, including in music because, you know, Obviously, we have a soft spot for music. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we do. That seems like a perfect segue. AO Podcast, <laughs> episode number 37. So, I mean, I know what you've been doing. What the fuck have right, you been doing, Trav? Right, right. So, here's the thing. I'll try to make it super short and sweet. Uh, for those of you that don't know me or you know don't necessarily care yet, a few months ago, I was signed by Universal Music Publishing as a writer. So, I've been literally home writing. I've been trying to get better at my craft. I've also been 
taking up production. I've been. I mean, yo, right now we're recording this in a studio that in, we built yeah. in your home. This is this is in when I when I finally got home. We finally got some money. <laughs> so this is after like a decade worth of grinding. You know, anybody that's known us, shout out to that college we used to go to. Anybody that's known us since then knows we've been grinding for a long time. So we finally were able to like take some of the resources that we've made over the last couple of years, invested into the right things, and now we're starting to build the business properly. We've never had an opportunity like this before. So I want people to be really clear about this and understand that as we're continuing on, this is us at our beginning stages of finally learning. Shout outs to John, shout outs to Visionary, shout outs to Beautiful Mind, all the guys that are hopefully listening as well. I love you guys, miss you guys. Um, but this is a new territory for all of us. This is, we're learning so many new different things about how this business works. So it's grind time right now. And we're, I'll tell you this, I'm making incredible things right now. And you are my witness for hearing it. We just listened to another demo I just laid down. Yep is getting very crazy and I'm learning a lot of things and I'm making sure that the next release is going to be something special and we got enough stuff now to like fludge out for the whole year so it's all about strategy and making sure that we do it right and that's also um another cool segue I guess is recently I've been on Instagram a lot I try I, I stopped um Twitter and posting a lot of things because I wanted to focus and get better at my craft but I give like daily inspiration and daily motivational things on my Instagram stories. So if you're following me or not following me at Travis BTP, um, check it out. And, you know, you get to see a bit of my day. You get to see a bit of the processes of what I go through from being in a studio to like my regular life to like just having like little, you know, thoughts and things like this. So we, we're as we're here now, I'm probably going to like put something up for later. But, you know, it we're working like really, really hard and. I'm hoping that it'll be something that's understood and taken care of. Plus, I didn't want to ask y'all for no money. We wasn't trying to do no GoFundMe account. <laughs> we wasn't trying to do no, like, nah. you know what I mean? Like, we're trying to do this, like, all out of pocket by ourselves. There's no, as much as, like, the label is there, the label it just helped us to say, you got to figure it out. So that's what we're doing. We're figuring it out. You know what I mean? And we're thankful for everybody. Shout out to Evan. Uh, Lamberg, shout out to everybody at uh, Universal. I appreciate you guys a lot. Uh, thank you for giving us the opportunity for to even be able to do this. But we're making sure that we get our business right first and foremost. So, a lot of work, man. A lot, a lot of content. Of a lot of, but it, it's all fun. Like these are all good problems to have. That's one thing Yo, yeah. that's always kept this in perspective. Is like as stressful as some of this uh, this shit can be from time to time. In the grand scheme of things, we're still doing something that we love and something that we enjoy doing, and oh, we'd yeah. rather be spending our time doing this than other things. So I can't go back to good. the mail rooms, bro. Yo, I can't go back. I told you, that. like I told you earlier, I've worked in a catering hall. Mm -hmm. I've worked at FedEx driving trucks, envelopes, and boxes and things of that nature. I've worked at Target. I pushed carts. I was a security guard at Target. I worked mm. at a car wash. Mm. Like I've done other things. That, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like you figure things out to make sure you could put some uh, some food in your stomach. But yeah. end of the day, like you know, you kind of level up, and then you figure out what that level looks like and continue to move forward. So that's where we are now. Exactly. Like and you know beforehand, even while you know on breaks on tour, because any touring musician, especially like when you're at a low level, knows. You know, what you're pulling in isn't necessarily going to hold you for, you know, a good amount of time. You still got to go home. You know, the illest gotta, thing, you know like, I mean? it's, it's, it's all entrepreneurial spirit. You got to figure, like, 
you don't have a regular paycheck as an entrepreneur. You have money and things that need to be paid for. And then you figure out like once your expenses are taken care of what you can do with that. Right. And it doesn't necessarily come on a regular basis. You don't get paid every Friday or every Thursday. There's no direct deposit. There's a lot of Venmo. There's a lot of PayPal. There's a lot of go out and get it. And then you figure out what to do with it. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like when you're out there, like, you know, I was blessed enough to have uh, weddings to do. And I was able to, you know, kind of finesse that into at least being able to pay some bills you know it takes a long time of trial and error and trying to figure things out before you're like oh okay i know how i can make this work for me and then and then after that is how can i make the money that i've made work for me you know so it 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 takes a while you know what i mean not everybody is blessed to have opportunities like this but also some people are blessed enough to have better opportunities and privilege and and not have to you know depend on focusing on self you know what i mean so and yo and some people are given opportunities or earn opportunities and then don't do anything with them also exactly. you know what i'm saying so like i pay attention to everything from all angles man there's people that are put in position and they flop there's people that you know get it from the mud so i pay attention to all of that mm -hmm. yeah exactly so it's it's something that like now that we have an opportunity of building and doing things and and knowing that we're constantly getting better at our crafts I'm not a type of person where I want to just hold everything in and say, you know, the only way I'm telling you this is for the consultation. And the reason why is because I know the work you have to put into it. I can say it all day. Doesn't mean shit unless you yourself put the work in. And a lot of a lot of people that are going down this path don't put the work in. Being 100% honest, and it has nothing to do with talent. There's a lot of talented motherfuckers out here that still ain't shit. No, I would tell you this. Like, there are a lot of very, very talented people whose name you will never know because they didn't get that it was way more than just what you could do with your time in the studio. Right. Like, they didn't... You have to understand how important, like, your network is. You have to understand how important... Like, just maintaining relationships. Like, life is a relationship game, mm -hmm. period. You know what I'm saying? Like, who you know... And the relationships you build and the value that you could bring somebody else will put you in a position that somebody who's 100 times better than you, so to speak, in their opinion or on a skill level, even if it's measurable, they're not going to have that because they don't come outside or they don't take it serious or right. they're bullshit. No, they put themselves in a position where they have to do other things to get money because they have other responsibilities that they could have avoided, you know what I'm saying, by putting themselves in a more uh, productive space. Right. You know what I'm saying? People, you got to understand how 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 simple is it? Like, just understand this concept of keeping like your overhead really low, keeping your expenses really low so you can move around a little bit more and take more risk. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are just simple concepts of life. And then when you apply it to an industry, this is why you hear Yo, a lot true. of people that are really, really good. And you wonder what happened to them is because mm -hmm. that's true. Like one thing that I learned, you know, thankfully for me, not necessarily the hard way yet, but. You got to remember that when you get signed or when you have an advance, right? Because basically when you get signed by majors, you're getting advances on money. They, you know, they give you a proposal, you work out a deal. But you have to remember that that is a loan. Yep. That is not a label saying, hey, here's this money because we just believe in you. It's, hey, here's this money. You owe us this with interest at the end of your term. And if you're not ready or prepared to understand what that means, you should not be doing this. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and it's not to say that you shouldn't be doing it to uh, for yourself or, or or for anything. But if you're try if your goal is I want to be 
the best producer or the best songwriter or this or that, and I want to get signed to a label and all these other things. If you want to do that, make sure you understand what you're getting into first. I didn't understand how serious an advance was until I had one, and then it was like, oh, shit, I'm technically in debt until I pay this back for the next three years. Yes, it's a nice check, and yes, you got to get things done, but... I owe these people a lot of money, and I have to provide something that's going to make that back. If you look at the state of music as is, you see all these artists coming out, dropping records all the time, streaming services, like they're still trying to figure out, you know, monetary value of of a stream properly so that, you know, every artist can get paid and not just the top ones. There's a lot of factors that go into like releasing a record. There's still more money that has to pour out just from production if you're doing it you know the right way from production from engineering from mastering from mixing from artwork to your release to a pr like so many different um avenues and every one is very important so you have to make sure that you know what you're doing and or that you have a team of people around you that are willing to put that work in as well so i say all that to say pay attention artists pay attention songwriters Pay attention to producers like everybody needs to know more about this industry and we can only help each other instead of trying to hurt each other and harm each other. Facts. Yeah. Facts. (laughs) Learn the business. Learn Learn the business. business, Learn your craft and learn the business. It's only going to help your craft move a little bit faster and higher than you'd be able to if you didn't know. Exactly. And if you can't help your own, help somebody else. Yeah. Do the right thing, man. Stop feeling like it's always about you. I fell victim to that shit a long time ago where I felt like, you know, I had everything and I had all my people here and it still was like, you know, I got to get shit done. And now I'm like, man, I'm willing to just risk it all and get shit done, but I'm also willing to help because it's better to see a bunch of us together than to see all of us fail. Hello. Preach, preacher. <laughs> Word up. Yeah, man. man. But like just, just uh, bringing it back to, to the music, there's a lot of stuff that you've been working on and we're going to be releasing yeah. some of that coming up. And I'm excited for some of y'all uh, to, to check it out. It's I'm been a minute. I'm super excited, man. Like I, I, you have, y'all have no idea how long. And by the way, too, tour, while it was awesome and great, is not beneficial when you're trying to work on music. It's not. It's <laughs> yeah. not the worst thing because you can you can definitely get it done. There's no excuse, but it's a lot, especially a when lot. you're talking about like in your case when you're a vocalist and right. you're spending so much time on stage for your own set and then with John's set, mm-hmm. you're on stage for like close to like about an hour and a half, a little bit longer. Hour and a half, two hours. And for anyone that's ever seen the show, you know how high energy and how crazy it is. On this last tour, I injured myself. Three times in three separate cities. Yeah, two month, two month tour. How many cities was that? I uh, we did. I believe it was like thirty eight to forty, something like that. It was like it was like a forty city yeah. tour. It was but, it was a two month tour. Basically. But this is also after having like almost pretty much a year and a quarter of touring being straight. On the road, yeah. yeah, just being on the road. Like after as soon as that record hit, twenty one pilots festival season. We did two, part two of the year before part, that. We did part one. We did part two. Yeah. We did the holiday run. We yeah. did twenty one pilots the arena tour. We did the festival run. We and then right after the festival run, we were supposed to be doing our third tour in the middle of the festival run, and and Europe actually I forgot about yep, Europe. Yep. We were supposed to do all of Europe, uh, and we only got a chance to do the UK because there was you know it was more of like personal issues that was going on with you know people. I'm, I don't want to get into that because that's none of my business. But it wasn't done maliciously. It was literally like somebody was at home like hurting. 
you know what I mean? And like that needed all the care and attention because as much as we love to tour and we love to perform, you also got to remember we have families at home. We have friends at home. We we have relationships at home. You know what I mean? I, I had to leave my father that is literally suffering from Alzheimer's and dementia right now and let my family take care of him in the meantime that while I was not there trying to make some money to bring back to this family. You know, so it's it's not something that is necessary for everybody to know, but I feel like when you put things in perspective, you know what I mean, it makes you a little more appreciative of the time people take. You know, I injured myself. I didn't even have health insurance. You know what I mean? Like, I could have really messed myself up physically just off of the fact of, like, just bugging out for the, you know, for the, just to gain some type of notoriety on tour. People need to understand that, like, we risk a lot for this thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's something that is granted because we don't have a lot of opportunities. Um, and when you do, you have to jump on it. But understand there's a lot of risk that we put into this shit. So, like... Us not being around family, us not being around what we're comfortable with, us being put in positions where we might not be comfortable with certain things, but we have to just go through it. All those things play a factor in everything that we did, and we still did it. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's a love thing, and you got to really love the shit that you're doing. This shit is. Yeah. Gets crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, I mean, yo, we're going to wrap it up on that. It's the Word. AO Podcast. I'm going to make sure I bust your ass in some Fitbit real quick. I'm uh, going to run. You ain't run. doing shit. This motherfucker out here. All right. Yeah. Actually, matter of fact, nah, he is, he is, he's going to probably He'd be doing like fucking 50,000 steps in a day. Trying to make sure I'm, I'm living long, baby. Nigga, I'm trying to make sure I get these records done. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't have time Listen, for that. If you that ain't shit. alive, the records don't mean shit. Hey, 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 I'm I'm trying to eat right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's it. I'm here with Trav. Travis BTP on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me, AO the King, Instagram, Twitter, AO Podcast, iTunes, slash Apple Music, Google Play, TuneIn. Nah, not yet. What's the other one? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Follow me, subscribe, all of that. Podcast drop on Thursday. Mixes drop on Friday on Mixcloud.com. You heard? Boom, boom, boom. Peace. Peace.